Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of This on That. I am Mike Soleri. I'm Chad Fogland. And today's episode is Patrick Bryce. Uh, for those of you who don't know the name, Patrick is an awesome filmmaker. He uh, did some great movies that came out over the last year, uh, a movie called Creep, which we get into, and a movie called Overnight. I'm not going to get too into it. We talk about it in the episode. But um, if you haven't seen those movies, go check them out and be sure to follow Patrick. He is a a pretty great human being. Yeah, I know. Super fun to talk to. Like, uh, I had a great time with this discussion. I really like this guy. Were you, I mean, like, if you had to rate uh, the, our discussion, what would you what, what would you put it at? Well, what's the scale? Um, let's say the between one and a hundred. Between one and ten. Yeah, let's go one and a hundred. Okay, between one and a hundred, I would give this discussion a ninety-seven. Great. Uh, that was a piece of criticism, and that's important because this that's what this episode is about. It's all about criticism. It's also about flashlight apps, and yep. I hope that uh, you enjoy it as much as we did. It was the last episode we did for the year. We might mention that at least 10 more times throughout the episode. Um, so in a way, it's a little season finale, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to us. Um, remember to always go to MikeSolari.com to find show notes, and you can also download the episode there. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, um, listen there. Uh, we love having you as listeners. Tweet at us. Let us know what we're doing good, doing bad. Facebook.com slash this on that. Those are all the things. Chad, what, uh, any last thoughts for the year before we uh, go into the episode? Just a little bit of criticism for you, Mike. Oh, what is it? You're wonderful. Oh, God, I love you so much. And you talk a lot. I, Goodbye! special on the whole would you agree chad oh i'm not um, i'm not special <laughs> at all no, i know um, i um i just get it all out on the table yeah, 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 first. yeah. <laughs> i by the way i did something last night that i haven't done in I, I can't remember how long i walked out of a movie oh my god yeah i went and saw chirac uh-huh i i got so annoyed and i couldn't stand it uh, it's the new Spike Lee movie. Yeah, yeah. The trailer was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was like one of the best trailers. I'm like, this is good. and it's topical, like the whole gun control yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. There's nothing that could be more right. And wow, did Spike Lee shit the bed? Uh well, he's an angry man. But you know? but uh, I mean, it's, I, I looked into it. It's like adapted from a play. Yeah. The whole thing like rhymes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's in like it tries to be like a Shakespearean play. Right. And it just is like. You have to be ready for that. Well, like even the first, like I, I, I left at minute thirty, and I walked into Krampus. I right, it was, <laughs> and I was like, made the better decision. Uh huh. Um, but do you, all, but do you, are you? I mean, you know, when he gets angry, like he gets he gets really dark. But I love. I mean, I like. There's some Spike Lee movies that I really like. Like Do the Right Thing is one of my favorite movies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like everything that Do the Right Thing did right. Yeah. Uh, this decided to do wrong. Like you know the opening. Was that like Rosie Perez dancing to fight the power? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this just opens with black, and it's a Nick Cannon rap song called oh, no. "Pray for the City," and it looks like a YouTube video because only the lyrics are popping up. Yeah, like like someone made it in uh, Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, and no nothing. The whole song plays for three and a half minutes. Oh. And there's nothing on the screen except the words. That's disappointing. That's I feel like it's funny because like when filmmakers reach a certain age, especially like baby boomer filmmakers, I, I feel like there's certain like aspects of taste that just like go out the window, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about Robert Zemeckis. Um, who else? You know, 
I, I just I, what the first thing that popped in my head was the prairie dog that pops up in the opening of the in, Indiana Jones and oh. Crystal Skull. <laughs> like as soon as that prairie dog, that CGI prairie dog popped up in like the opening frame of yeah. that movie, I was like, oh no, the next two hours and 45 minutes are going to suck. But I, I felt that story that I just had is perfect for what we were talking about, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was we're talking about criticism today. And I, I, uh, we're here with uh, Patrick Rice. What's up? Um, and I mean, we're going to get critical was, was, people. Was that, was that a good enough, uh, intro? Was that a good enough, uh, you sound excited. Oh, good. You sound excited for early in the morning. Feel, can free, I, feel free to be as critical as you guys want. Well, can I just say something about this topic? Ugh, I hate it. When I, te- yeah. I, I have really, to- no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no, that was my, that was my poor attempt at Huber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it got me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why it popped in my. It was just like a last. I was. I was up against the wall. You were. You were like, we need a. We need a fucking topic for the show. You know. If Patrick, get up, on your yeah, shit. Yeah. It's been three weeks. I know. <laughs> Mike I, can I, be very oppressive with yeah. his text messages. I literally forgot I was coming here <laughs> until until I got that email from you. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, I, oh, I forgot I agreed to do this. Oh, I have to talk about one thing for an hour. What is I, it going to be? I don't care about things. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, I mean, it's good to start with, like, what is, I mean, well, I think maybe we just set the baseline. What is criticism when we talk about it? Like, is it just, like, is it opinion? Is well, What are we going to call it, like, to define it? I think it's always important when we start the topics. Sure. Well, for me, I mean, what what sort of po- the reason why it popped in my head as something that could be talked about mm-hmm. for an hour or more? It's it's I, I think there's a lot of it's multi it's multifaceted. Oh, for you know, sure. um, I think you know there's I mean there's obviously there's self criticism. Mm-hmm. There's what 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 you go through when you're um, you know uh, thinking of an idea or if you're working on something and like it's that voice in your head that's always like fuck you, you're not doing a good job or you're doing a great job and it's lying to you or, or whatever, you know. And then there's the, the you know, the version that comes from the outside world, which is kind of, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I thought of it as something I could speak to is because I had two movies come out this year. This was sort of Congratulations. My, thank you. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm successful, that was, that, but yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no but it, it was, it's like, no, I mean, it's like the last five years of work all getting <laughs> shot out in one month, basically. Yeah. And then people going, oh, okay, that's great. I'm moving on to the next thing. But uh, it, it's the first time I've ever had, like, consistently other people talking about something I did, you mm-hmm. know, or other people, like, having to deal with, like, or reconcile with other people's opinions on something that, you know, took a long time for me to make and... Uh, is the result of you know having to solve all kinds of crazy problems that are that were my own you know uh, and it's just it's so it's kind of surreal to then have other people be like you know I have something to say about that yeah was that your first in major uh, let me rephrase this because I just uh, stopped talking uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that your first like major influx of just a mass amounts of people just being like here's some here's thought on you yeah i mean outside of like school i don't know if like school or friends your guys' yeah like school experience was but i you know i went to i went to an like 
art school that happened to have a film program. Uh, I did too. Chad, what about you? I went to an art school. <laughs> I, went, I went to I went to SCAD. So yeah. oh, cool. Yeah, and I was I, at Emerson. Oh, okay. I um I I went to Savannah this uh, last October. I was there a year ago. Oh yeah, for yeah. the film festival. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. I had the best experience there, man. Yeah, they they really do they really do it well. Like, yeah. It's... Well, I mean, they've I mean, it feels like that that institution is like single-handedly revitalized that town oh first yeah first of all yeah, yeah. I, I mean that i'm state i'm pretty old so yeah. i mean i was there and i was there in 96 to 2000 like, okay that's when i was my years at scad and uh they celebrated their like 20th anniversary the year i graduated uh -huh. so they'd only been around for 20 years uh -huh. and like it was still kind of like it was still relatively small like they didn't have their atlanta yeah or their like um I think now they have international programs and stuff like yeah. that. There was just basically in Savannah and our dorms were just like old hotels yeah. and our, <laughs> our classrooms are old buildings they bought, but they would buy like old, they'd buy these old buildings, then refurbish them and like revitalize exactly, them. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. helped that part of the neighborhood. Like I think my dorm was an old Weston oh, wow. hotel, uh -huh. which was, they had just bought and just refurbished before I moved, I got to college and that neighborhood was not very great. But by yeah. the time I left college, that neighborhood was like booming. Yeah, it was. So they they really do do a lot for that town. I'm yeah, sure. and 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 the, and the kids that go there are all just like super hungry. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, creatively and excited. And it was I I got to say that was you know I uh, Creep didn't have a theatrical release, but mm -hmm. um, you know played a bunch of festivals, and that was single handedly the best uh, screening I had. Oh, for nice. Creep w with an audience was uh, just that. One of those old, beautiful theaters. Oh yeah, no, that theater they 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 have is great. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of just art school kids yeah. freaking the fuck out. It was <laughs> that, it was so that, cool. That, that's the best. And let, let, let's look at it is a good kind of criticism with that. I mean, like, there's no better setting than going into like one of those old film like the Art Deco and yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, on the walls and all that stuff. And you have that audience that just like hungers for yeah. it. They're not. Th I mean, I feel like maybe they're not there to be critical. They're there to be immersive. And right. They're there to exactly. feel it. And maybe that's maybe that's a good point. Uh, is is criticism like coming from a state of mind? Is there? Do you lock in when you go and like read a book or see a play or or just hear somebody like pontificate yeah. or like you can even be critical of like we have the all the effing political debates mm -hmm. going on. People gather their own opinions. Um, like, are there moments where you just think? Me, if you go into it being like I'm automatically going to be critical about this, I my experience has changed. Absolutely, but you got to look at it from the other side too, because like I know, I mean I'm a huge fan of of uh, Steve Martin, and like I remember years ago I was on a Steve Martin forum, and there were people who are also fans on it who just love everything he's done, and I can say like, well, there's certain movies that I think like. Like, like early movies I love but like there's certain movies that he did like where I'm like I don't really wasn't like that wasn't yeah. very good like <laughs> wasn't a great movie and people on this forum be like no 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 everything he's done is great everything he's done <laughs> yeah. everything and it's like that kind of remind I'm being a comedian uh, when I first started doing shows out here in LA too like I'd get this kind of like like I I don't know maybe it was just because I was seeing people in, in like uh, in person but like I'd do like a sketch show or something that I wrote and directed and people afterwards be like, hey, good job, good job. Like, yeah. just like that simple, like, pat on your back. Yeah. And there's there's a part of me that's starting it to a point where it's like, you know, guys, hey, like, I have a mom. Like, she's going to love everything <laughs> yeah. I did. Like, she's does, doesn't matter what I do. She's going to say, like, you did great, baby. But, like, it's for me, it was like I would, wouldn't mind a little, like, 
criticism or constructive criticism just so yeah. I know, like, is there something that I did in this show where, like, it didn't resonate with people or, like, didn't hit where I wanted it to hit so I can, like, adapt to it? Yeah. So for me, like, I I appreciate criticism because, like, it helps me, like, evolve. Oh, yeah. As opposed to, like, just the constant mom who's going to be like, you everything you do is great. Yeah. You said something very important that I think is great to distinguish is you said constructive criticism. Yeah. Because... I mentioned it when we. I feel it's great. Is like this is the last episode we're recording for the year. Uh, it's in a way our season finale. <laughs> in a way, it's encompassing. It's encompassing a lot of things we talked about in the past because we did an episode on internet shame, mm-hmm. um, and that I feel like that has a lot of deal to do with criticism. And uh, I mentioned in that episode, there's this documentary called Heckler, mm-hmm. and the thesis of that documentary is that it's, it's trying to figure out like why people heckle at comedy shows. But they basically, the second half of it goes into, oh, a lot of people on the internet who are just reviewing movies and stuff or reviewing comedians or reviewing actors or anything is a heckler. These, these critics are hecklers. And what's the difference yeah. between criticism and, he- and just being a, a mean person? So I think saying constructive criticism is really important because it's like, well, here are my thoughts. This is what could have been done to be better. Here, I, I, I there was something there, or there, here there is something here, um, rather than just ragging on somebody f- and and just getting. Uh, oh, for sure. Like whenever, if, whenever I see a friend's film or their show or something, like I've learned, I've taught myself to to say criticism in a way of where it'd be like, if like I saw, like if I saw one of you guys do a show or something, and I, and I didn't like something in the show, I would say like. Um, you know, like, I, I didn't really get what you were doing here. Like, and I almost, like, I almost get my, give myself an opportunity to, like, give suggestions, like, or, you know, be like, I think it would have hit better if you had done this or you would have done that. I don't know. I, I'm i not you. You would, you, you but, would just say that uh, as you, soon as your friend steps off stage? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, no. You would definitely. Okay, I've, I've got some notes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you, 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 All right, you pull out okay. the legal pad, the legal pad. Great, great. But you just, you, you, the first thing you would say, though, would be like, Hey, that was great. Oh yeah, no, that's. I mean, yeah. that's. You gotta give the. <laughs> right. You start to start off with like, "Hey, great job." Well, but like, uh, but no. If someone did ask me for like my honest opinion, I would say like, "I thought these are the things I thought were funny. These are the things that I didn't really get." Yeah. And I, I think that like these could have you if you'd done from this angle, it might have hit harder for me personally. Yeah. But. Well, it also it. I think it changes with the context. You yeah. know, I think it's one of those things where, like, I mean, my, I mean, my personal relationship has changed with it so much because I, th- I think once you start making shit, it's mm-hmm. a different, it's a different thing. Because yeah. when, especially like movies, which is you know something that, like, you'll come up with an idea and then you won't, the movie won't be done until four years after that. You know, like it, it's but, a long journey. But also, movie, especially movie criticism, I feel like that's why we're talking about it so yeah. much. Yeah. Is that's the criticism that we see the most it's yeah. because we we all go to the movies it's not like you really see like i mean people who see book reviews or book critic or literary criticism are people that are searching for it yeah um i feel like there's more like even you see commercials for movies and tv shows and you see yeah, well, yeah. even four stars from the guardian is can, it's, well, I didn't know Rotten Tomatoes was something that, that like such a common denominator for folks oh yeah, yeah. and metacritic those two yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and if they, they don't even have to read what the movie's about no. or anything, they'll see it's <laughs> below a fifty percent and certified rotten. And yeah. oh, why, why would I waste my time with that? Yeah. And I think uh, it has to do with I and um, 
uh, Aziz Ansari's last comedy special, he says, like, we're in a society right now where we're always looking for the best. Yeah. And we don't want to waste our time with anything that's mediocre or or even, like, above average. Yeah. And if we could go see the best movie out there, read the best book, see the best play, we're going to go for that option before we go for, oh, well, if, if that's uh, if I already know this is a doomed relationship, why am I going to start it? Sure. Yeah, but, like... It- and that's, I mean, that's a great point, but we also have to remember that art is subjective, like, oh, to sure. everybody. So it's like, the best movie to me yeah. might not be the best movie to both of you, vice versa, books, everything. Like, like that's, I think that's a, I think we get into the point where we put too much trust in certain people, like, like yeah. certain reviewers or something. We're like, oh, well, God. if they like it, then I must like it. Well, but I, there's been times where I've, I have, uh... There's a a critic, a movie critic who's I I think is very smart, intelligent. Like, oh, Amy Nicholson was on our podcast. Mm. She's a that's another reason why critic. this is a yeah f- 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 uh, season finale. I, I trust a lot of what she says, but there have been times where she said this movie's great or this movie's bad, sure. and I've disagreed with her after seeing it. Yeah, no. So, um, I mean, it's it's subjective, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, no, it always and, is. and there's a, and then obviously, and then there's like a there's like a self evolution yeah. that goes on too. Where like you know, there was a time in my life where I waited with bated breath for the next Adam Sandler movie. You know, mm-hmm. but that, that was a great time. That was a great yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the yeah, that you know, and they were making like big big budget comedies in the '90s, and like uh, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. That's something that changed, and so mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a you know that's a change that you sort of have to. Look, you know, look at and realize and, and say, okay, I'm moving on, you know? Well, that almost harkens to the, uh, you know, like, things that you saw in your childhood that you remember being, like, amazing. Oh, like, yeah. And then, but you can't go back to it. Like, because no. if, you, if you go back and watch it now, then, like, your evolved critical brain, like, pick like picks it apart and goes, like, oh, it's not good. Yeah. Like, um, have you guys ever uh, read, like, old school literary criticism where it's really more analysis than... Um, opinion or uh-huh. trying to discern. I mean, not not to put it in this so much of of a, um, a bl- uh, black and white, but good or bad. Right. Um, they're just there's interesting, and I feel like it's not a, it's not a review. They're just using whatever the text or whatever yeah. they're talking as a yeah. as a, ta- a reference point. And or, I feel like and maybe it's because, off point. And maybe it's because I'm not a really uh, well cultured <laughs> person, but I don't see that in the in the world as much as it probably was i remember reading like a lot of stuff in high school like there was a moment where like people the te- my english teacher would be like oh here read these literary criticisms and it was more like trying to make sense of things of like uh flannery o'connor's writing and mm-hmm. and what that says for like the time and all yeah. that stuff written by people during the time and i think that stuff's out there you know i think i mean that's that's a result of i mean kind of it speaks to what we were talking about before of like there's just there's just so much shit oh, to well. consume and so it you know it, it the reaction to that is that is these and sorry thing where it's like okay well if there's so much stuff someone else tell me what the best thing is yeah. and then that's what i'm gonna spend my time well with, that has you know? to isn't that have to do with like the over flooding of the internet too it's like everybody's got a blog everybody's got a voice and everyone and a can podcast yeah too. and now yeah, exactly and now everyone can voice their opinion out there instead of like Maybe back in the 40s when you'd be like, well, what movie are you going to go see tonight, dear? Yeah. And like look in the paper and be like, well, that one critic said this well, movie. Yeah. And, and that's like, definitely a, the right thing because you had to think, okay, so in the town you were living in, you got one paper mm-hmm. and there were uh, like five radio stations yeah. and um, versus now where like it doesn't cost money to put anything on YouTube uh, or or anywhere, yeah. iTunes. Um, 
Yeah, and that was, and that's why, like, you know, when 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 real film criticism started to pop up, or uh, you know, uh, where where it, it wasn't just like, you know, uh, them repeating the the synopsis, the plot synopsis of a film or something. It started with like James Agee, the guy that wrote a. Um, um, we all now praise fav- famous men. I'm blanking on the name of it, but like he was a film critic for Time Magazine, and he was the first. He was revolutionary because he was the first dude to like, you know, talk about things other than the movie. Talk yeah. about how the, the movie, uh, you know, felt emotionally. Well, you know, that's why I think it's so awesome that uh, Robert Roger Ebert won the Pulitzer for yeah. for criticism. When was that? Was that in the '90s? It was in the '90s. Okay. Um, because I think that that like it took a while for. I don't and I don't understand why because it, it's art like mm-hmm. but like it took a while for everyone to, for for society or at least the upper echelon of what uh, or what, who considered themselves the upper echelon of intelligence to consider filmmaking and art and mm. treat it as such with like time or um or other major publications really examining stuff and you see like time like, like let's look at it now they always do like these are the these are the top important movies of the year, the yeah. ten, and and we're gonna go into reasons why and and be intellectual about it. And you have like things like the Atlantic, and it's not but, just but the- not really like time. I just saw oh, really? the to- yeah, well yeah, because all you know the top ten film lists are coming out, and it's like it's all like Buzzfeed now. It's oh, yeah. all just like you know, there's a paragraph, and that's it. You know, it's clickbait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because then that gets your ads and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. and I mean, no, obviously, like there is if there, you know, if you if you see a movie and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, see what people, how people reacted to it, you know, you can Google it, and I'm sure there's going to be, you know, it depends on the movie, but I'm sure, like for like Chirac, for example, you know, you'll probably find a, a, a long, you know, deep essay by like Jay Hoberman or Amy Talbin or something, you know, in like art form or film film comment, but then there's also going to be some dumb you know like two word reaction on, twitter. A, on a twitter or buzzfeed or whatever yeah. and twitter is really funny because i in the, only in the last year i started follow, following all these like film critics on twitter and <laughs> film critics on twitter like they just they it's like a it's just a it's very masturbatory and it's very just like everyone everyone's you know it's it's uh it is it is that example of like first opinion best opinion you yeah, know yeah and that, that and how that is influencing criticism is kind of what disturbs me where i just like it all just becomes white fucking noise at that point it know? is interesting that like because with the internet because like uh creed's about to come out when, it's when out she, yeah 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 and like uh all i i know that all I know about it is that, like, oh, Sylvester Stallone might get an Oscar for it, but that's like, <laughs> but that's only because that's all I've read. Like, yeah. well, like just going through my daily like internet thing, like a pop up, be like Sylvester it, Stallone Oscar, like that's. But I don't know. I mean, like, I know a little bit about the movie from, from the trailer or whatever, but like I haven't. But like that's all I hear. It's yeah. like the first thing that pops in my head when I think about that movie is like, oh, Oscars. Or Oscar for Sylvester yeah. Stallone. It's like, and and then that's gonna be in your head when you go see it. Exactly. Yeah. It's the oh inceptioning God. of the things. Deadline puts out an article. Could Sylvester Stallone possibly win an Oscar? And then you read the article, and the article has nothing to do with that. It's just Creed comes out on yeah. whatever date, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone is in it, and he's pretty good, and that's the gist of it. And uh, a disaster. I spilled an empty cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> full, disclo- for, full disclosure. Yeah, that's what that noise was. Um, but uh, and then you're right. It's it, it's always in your head. Um, maybe if you were about to go see a movie and then a friend like me tells you Chirac wasn't worth seeing, and then you go in it. You're, and it, I remember going to see Snow White and the Huntsman mm. with my friends, and I went, oh, I really don't want to see it, and. 
Uh, I describe seeing that movie in the movie theaters as slowly removing my fingernails with a butter knife. <sighs> and uh, my friends all left the movie theater going, we really like that movie. And then we all went to lunch and they went, Mike, we know you don't like that movie. Why don't you like it? And I went off and explained why. Right. And they, they all sat there and they went, like, yeah, we don't like it anymore. And I felt, <laughs> and I felt so bad that I. Oh, you didn't feel good. After, no. after after really you know no, stating your case that all these people had no, no, a, had, we, had a bad well, that, and I think this has to do with criticism because it's it's just like it was me expressing criticism and I realized that I ruined that experience for them they went out feeling good yeah and 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 like enjoying themselves and then by the end of lunch we're just like what do we do with our day and yeah. and I I feel bad about taking that away from them well there's well, a there's a balance that's yeah. I think what we're getting to here is there's okay. a balance you know and and. Like I mean, for just for me, like especially you know in the last couple of years, one one thing I've learned is, you know, both of my movies I would show the worst version of to friends, right? To to filmmakers, to people that I would actually you know uh, feel like would be in a position to help me out, you know. And I'd say like, watch this. I know this sucks right now. What are your thoughts on how I can make it better? You know, and that is like. That is a ego, you know, uh, 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 like damaging proposition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were basically saying shit on me, and uh, and but at the end of the day, it's th- like I can cite that as like the reason why the movies work is because I I opened them up to criticism before they were done, you mm-hmm. know, and from the right people, and from people who are going to be coming at it from the right direction, where, you know. I wasn't going to be getting a purely emotional response, you know. I I, I wanted a, a clinical response, and I wanted a. Resp- it's like you know, it's like opening up your car and saying, "There's some my engine's fucked up, and I've got some great mechanics here. You guys, you know, tell me tell me what I can do. What's what's your idea? You yeah. know, that's that's. Uh, int- I mean, like there was a show in 2006, 2007 at UCB I had called Plan F. It was a sketch show. Basically, I took all these old sketches that. I wrote for other shows that were on other teams that no one wanted to do, and I just put them all into one show. Uh-huh. And then I got like a seven month run, basically. And it was but first started it started as a four month run, but like the first show after the first show, like I, uh, I oh after the second show, I knew I knew that the tech guy was always there. Yeah. There's one friend of mine who was always in the audience, and the the girl who ran like the theater manager was always there. And so, like, those three people I always asked, like, after each show, like, or, or tried to tune into their laughter and her, try to listen to where they laughed. And then I would, I, I kept adapting the, the show to the point where I knew how to, like, get more and more. Like, it was just this, it became this obsession for me for seven months where, like, every time <laughs> I would, I'd, I'd move the show, just, like, I'd change a line here, like, just put it, push it so that, like, I'd, everything would hit just where I wanted it to hit or, like, change lines and stuff with it. Because it was a small cast of, like, seven people. And by the, like, sixth month, like, I just, everything was just so tight. And it was because, like, of the criticism. Like, yeah. it helped me. Like, I didn't just, like, go, oh, this this show's great. Don't need to change it. Like, yeah. It, it really helped to, like, keep adapting it, yeah. keep evolving it as, like, and but but using, like, the critical, like, And element. some people can do it without that. Yeah. And that's, those are, like, the geniuses. I can't, I can't believe those people. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah that's those are the crazy. people that win, like, Tony Awards who yeah. go on for, like, yeah. ever. And they just able... know it. Yeah. Or you just, like, let them, yeah, let them do their thing, you know? And those, and those people, it's fine. Those people exist. And, but then, uh, the other side is there's the, pe- the people who just are completely unwilling to do that. Yeah. And it usually has to do with being insecure because they know mm-hmm. that whatever they're working on or whatever they're trying to do isn't working, and they're not open to that idea of 
you know, trying to bring other voices in to hopefully spark their own creativity, yeah. you know? It comes um, out of something like they they have to prove that they can do it yeah. on their own. Yeah, which which is just man, that's like a hard way to go through life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. can't. I what a me- what a metaphor for life. You really can't do it on your own. And no, you, you, got, you gotta let everybody. No, in. and some people can, and like, but you just can't. You know, those people have to be, you know, whatever. You know, like the aliens that they are. You know, um, something I think that's really worth mentioning is taking criticism, which is what you were just talking about. And, I mean, there's a difference between, I think, pandering to, like, maybe you ask, like, an audience or something what you think of something. Yeah. Or really adjusting yourself in an appropriate way. Um, a couple of years ago, I remember seeing, like, two very different ways. And, again, this is opinion. So, people either liked or didn't like these things. I know that the reviews on Happy Endings in the beginning of the first season weren't that good. Mm-hmm. And the the show, there was something about the show that I agree was a little stunted. I loved the cast. And there was some, definitely something there. But there was something that was definitely missing. And they, they realized what that was, turned into the skid of like, let's just go weird with it and make these great jokes and keep the comedy there. And and it worked, and the show became very great. And on the on the upside, I remember uh, in Glee, Ryan Murphy, from what I understand, would look at what all the people like liked, and even like, and would pa- like it felt like pandering. I felt like those two were different. It wasn't Happy Endings was taking criticism, and Ryan Murphy was pandering to the re- the the, uh, the reviews, mm. um, and that's why I kind of fell out of Glee. I felt like oh, this just feels like it's coming out of all different directions, and it's not. I mean, I, I think that those are good ways to see the two examples of how to take criticism. Well, and yeah, and, and Glee is also a show that was like just, you know, universally loved and a hit when it first came out. Yeah. So I think when you go into it like that and you have that kind of success, you kind of feel bulletproof on mm-hmm. some level and feel like, well, you know, if, if, if I did it right the first time where I didn't have anyone else, you know, uh, telling me what to do, then then you know my opinion is gold and that's and that's that you know yeah well it's, it's like an engine it's like if 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 your engine's like broken and you're just like no 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 it will keep going yeah. <laughs> it's right. like i don't need to fix this thing right. like it but it's like obviously like it's bro it's broken it's like not working it's like no 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 i'll just keep going yeah it's like you're just gonna damage it more and more right like yeah you keep pushing it yeah, and it's hard because, you know, I've had, like, I have, like, friends of mine who are, you know, doing the same thing I'm doing, you know, trying to make trying to make movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, will decide to, like, not open their film up to, to have people take a look at it and give their opinions early on. And, like, and like a lot of times it ends up being a, a, a you know, it's just, you're just, you're just asking, you know, you're asking for a more difficult road that way, yeah. for sure. I mean, even yeah. if you, I know we're, we've kind of hammered this into the the table, the board a little too much, but if you even look at like the really successful like Hollywood directors, they do the same thing. Yeah. They get their friends and they show them cuts and yeah, they yeah, do yeah. this stuff. Like, I know for a fact that the first, some of the first people that saw Clerks to, for early cut of Clerks two were Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, and he was like, guys, can you just tell me what this, what you think of this? And what did they say? They liked it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but uh. And I, but I know that happens all the time with other things as well, yeah. even more critical. critical. Well, it's it, but it's I can I can understand from the point of view of someone who doesn't want to like, like who's kind of closed off to it because like it's it's a very scary thing to be like if uh, when you make a film like it takes you know years to do right so like or do a sketch show or yeah, yeah. any kind of thing like that you you put a lot of yourself into sure. it and then when you open yourself up to it it's like it's you're just 
like op- like just opening your chest or just being yeah. like, hey, what are you like? Like you make yourself very vulnerable. I think I'm. I think I'm particular. Like I've been poised to to you know be you know be able to accept that kind of criticism yeah. from an early age, just because I'm the type of person who. Like I have, I have such a capacity for shame. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and uh, and I remember anytime anyone has ever like told me I shouldn't do something or that I shouldn't have said something or you know like all of that has gone into a like you know my my memory banks my log you know and it's like well not gonna fucking do that again not gonna do that again you so know does that mean, do you read all do you read reviews well yeah I mean those movies or? yeah I I mean that's. <laughs> You know, it's like a yeah. This year was like a test almost, uh, and like you know, are you going to be that dude that's like, no, dude, I don't care, you know. But no, it's uh, for me. It's like okay, life is short and absurd, right? So let's just revel in the absurdity of this. And people are actually like taking their time to talk about something, whether it's good or just completely talking shit about something that you know, I put a lot of thought into. So would, that's that's interesting. Would you? Me, I mean, I I don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to do this. Oh but please. Would Would you mind? Like, I mean, for the listeners at home too, who who don't like, could you mention the movies you made this year? Yeah. And like, and then also, would you mind telling us like the most, the two most memorable, like on either end of the coin there, like the worst review you feel <sighs> yeah, like you got tr- in the best? I'll try to think of it. So I yeah. So this let's start year, with start with creep. Yeah. So this year, uh, um. Uh, I put out a movie called Creep that's uh, me and Mark Duplass. The entire movie is just the two of us, uh, both acting and shooting the movie. We had no crew. We went off in the woods with a five-page outline and uh, improvised this this movie. Um, and we did that in, uh, let's see, early 2012, uh, we had a cut in a couple months. We would take, we took that and we showed it to friends, mm-hmm. you know. And they were like, "This movie totally sucks, but there's some good. There's some. There's some elements in it that yeah. work, you know." Uh, and we ended up showing it to Jason Blum, who's the head of Blumhouse Productions, They're the company that put out uh, Paranormal Activity and Insidious. And he's he's kind of the new Roger Corman. He's this guy who's making uh, high concept horror movies at an extremely low budget and then marketing them on a big scale. And he's just like making a shitload of money. Uh, And you know, the movies, uh, some of them work, some of them don't, you know, I feel very lucky that he saw something in our movie because I think it's very quirky and weird. Uh, But at the same time, uh, you know, has these sort of like traditional horror elements in it. And he saw that and he was like, you guys need to make this more of a horror movie. You need to go mm-hmm. do reshoots. And so then it, we, we spent a year, literally a year, going and doing a reshoot, coming back, cutting it into the film, doing a test screening, finding out what worked and what didn't work, and then going back and reshooting again. Mark and I had to have the same haircuts for an entire year <laughs> because of that. And so it was this long process of, you know, the evolution of this movie that we didn't really know what it was going to be going into it, you know? And for me, like, you know, coming from CalArts, which is just like, like I was making like experimental film and documentary and stuff. It was like, oh yeah, this is a natural part of the process. This is, yeah, we're going to figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know? But to anyone else, I tell, I tell them about that. It's like, what? You didn't have a fucking script. You didn't, you know, like, come on. Um, So, but it was great for me because it was a chance to kind of like strip away all my preconceptions about how to make a movie yeah. like a big narrative movie you know um and uh and we ended up with something that i feel like is super unique and um oh so- to give you criticism i you know i love it that oh movie. thanks man uh, oh. It, it was i i i mean I, I can get like jumpy at movies but like to scare me during a movie is is hard and i audibly screamed at least three times oh during this good movie. oh wow um <laughs> 
No, but like there and there, and there is something like very. I mean, I'm not gonna go too much into it. Go watch the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. On, it's on Netflix it's and a, iTunes. Yeah, but Netflix like, and it, iTunes. Uh, and it's only it's like less than 90 minutes, right? Like it's short. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, I think it's 79 minutes. Yeah, it's long. short, but it feel like you're you're like in it, like yeah. Uh, if don't watch it in a house with the lights off. No. And, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of like a litmus test for the audience. It really is. And I'm always it's I mean, it's I'm so glad you dig it. And I'm always surprised when I hear people that do dig it because I can't be objective about it at all at this point. And like 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 I, I always make this joke that like both my wife and Mark's wife just thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> like we had to convince them that it was a good use of our time to be, you know, con- continuing to work on this movie. But to go with Chad, what uh, if you could think about the review? Like, let's not even say reviews. Let's say. Things that somebody said that on either side of the coin. Uh, well, you know, there's 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 the go to this is gay, you know, response, <laughs> which is which is slightly oh, accurate with that movie. Yeah, like a there's bit. A, there's a, there is some definitely some like dude on dude tension in that in that film for sure. A little brokeback uh, mountain. Oh, oh yeah, and <laughs> especially and, for Mark's character. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know, and it's uh. You know, it's boring. You know, a lot of people think it's boring, and I, I completely like get that too. It's one of these movies where, you know, if you, if you, I feel like it's a movie that if you choose to engage with it and if you choose to give into the conceit of it, it will reward you. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you turn that movie on and you're like, you can't scare me. You know, <laughs> if that's like your attitude, and it like goes back to what we were talking about before, with like you, it's all like the, so much of your experience is influenced by your preconceptions going yeah. in there, you know? So if you're one of those people that's like watches, you know, feels like it's some sort of like test or something, or like that, like you're less of a, less of a strong willed person. If you're going to actually be scared by a movie or actually feel vulnerable, then like you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. And well, you probably shouldn't watch it. <laughs> re- I mean, the reason I think that that movie is so scary is because it's so based in the real world. It's not like a, Freddy Krueger slasher. It's yeah. not like something that like, oh, this isn't like I just saw Krampus. It's like that's not gonna happen. But yeah, yeah. your movie could happen. Oh, it, and it has happened. Like, you know, I'm sure, and it, on a much darker level. I mean, and that's why like the movie has like a kind of a sweetness and a sense of humor and a self consciousness about itself that. I think it needs to be there. Otherwise, well, it would mystery. just be a horrible experience. Yeah. Well, the thing know? that definitely keeps it going is the mystery. You really don't know what's going on for yeah. the first 75% of the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, and, interesting. Yeah, and then, and then so, you know, during that year while we were restructuring Creep, that's when I, I wrote The Overnight. Which I'm excited w- to see it. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's on iTunes and Amazon and everything. Um but, uh, you know, and that was written uh, with the idea that, okay, I only have a small amount of money to make a movie. How can I make that feel as big as it possibly can? And so, like, you know, I, I set it in one location. It takes place in 24 hours. There's only four characters in it. Um, and it's this kind of, you know, like, I wrote a full script for it, but there's there's definitely some improv peppered in throughout the movie, you know. Um, and then we uh, went and shot that in April of 2014, and then that played at Sundance last this uh, at the beginning of this year and came out in in theaters in June. So, yeah. And then yeah, so that and that and that's the movie that like you know, that was like there was like a, you know, full page New York Times yeah. review from Manola Dargis who like didn't much care for it. It's funny cuz like the two <laughs> the two reviewers that I actually read on a consistent basis and like have a lot of respect for like Manola Dargis, I you know, she's kind of all over the place sometimes and she'll like like randomly will write like a uh, like a, a loving analysis of like Taken Three or something, you know. But she's like 
on point uh, a lot of the time. And I, you know, I think on, on, you know, with with her view of her take on my movie as well. But like her and Richard Brody from the New York, the New Yorker, uh-huh. are like the two guys I, re- I read the most, and they both just thought my movie was a piece of shit. That is, <laughs> the, the, oh, okay. The only two people's opinion that I really uh, care those about. Those were the ones that I was waiting for. That was like that was like my Christmas morning. It was like, ooh, what, what are they gonna think? And then and then yeah. Yeah, R- Richard Brody, he liked Jason Schwartzman in the movie, but otherwise he thought the movie was just, I, I think, kind of trite. Well, I, I, I haven't seen it because my, but my girlfriend went and saw it. Oh. It was one of these things where like I was working or something and she had nothing to do. And so she went and saw it, and, mm-hmm. like, and she loves it. Like, oh, cool. She, she's like, yeah, we have to go see it. We have to go see it. And I, I've, <laughs> she's been trying to drag me to it, but I just haven't had it. I'm not dragging me to it. I, I, that makes yeah, me sound yeah, like yeah. I don't want to go see All it. All these women's are always dragging me to the Oh, thing. I don't want to see that movie that my girlfriend likes. No, I, that's, <laughs> that's not what I... Because <laughs> when I think, like, chick flick, like, I think the overnight. Like, right. No, yeah, I, I don't think... <laughs> yeah. I just... I, I, okay. Apologies. Now I feel I feel very embarrassed because now I feel like I've just I've said like I don't want to go see your movie. You no, piece of shit. I don't. Hey, I, hey, hey! I feel you. Don't apologize for your criticism. <laughs> you haven't seen it. Own it. Own your criticism. <laughs> but I, all I was the point I wanted to make was that my girlfriend could not stop talking about it after oh. she saw it. So she really did like it. And she, but she loves like all the Duplass brother films. Oh, like cool. She, she's that's all like that she loves that stuff. Yeah. What was that HBO show that they Togetherness? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I love. We it. watched that together, and I I love that movie. I lo- I like that show. Mm-hmm. Like. And uh, yeah, I mean, she yeah, it's yeah. So, Patrick, I was just we like the to things like, you do. Oh, I wanted to, after hearing those two, what you just said. I wanted to give you someone. There's someone out in the world who does love. That's what you nice. Did. That's nice to hear. I th- there's a, there was a good one. I I should look it up on my phone. What review? Uh, yeah, like of someone who just like he hated the overnight because he he couldn't believe. That two guys that were as like dorky as Adam Scott and Jason Schwartzman got two hot blonde wives. That was his whole thing, and he kept on talking about the, how hot and blonde they both were. Like mentioned it like three or four That's... times, you know. And you know, I mean, I I love this stuff. I think it's hilarious, and I you know, it'll come up on my phone or whatever, and I'll I'll read it to my wife, and she she's very sensitive, and uh, when it comes to this, and like she like I just stopped telling her, you know, I stopped reading them to her because she yeah. just like I because I especially love the like you know where it's obviously like a crazy person trolling you, you know, that's that's hilarious. It's like when you read bad Amazon reviews of movies, yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> no, and that dude, you know, have you seen that Twitter account? There's a bad Amazon reviews Twitter. Oh, account where the guy where this guy compiles all the and then he has a podcast as well that I, that I did. That's very funny. Oh, that's funny. Not to advertise other podcasts. While oh I'm no, on this go podcast. Yeah, but- we love we love other people's. Po- We've had other people who host podcasts on this yeah. show. Guys- I, ho- I host another podcast. Look at that. <laughs> Chad cheats on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I allow. I allow it. It's, it's a oh. po- it's a polyam pod polyamorous world. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 I'm, oh, I'm oh, out of here. I'm out of here. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's oh, all, folks. Look at that quick win over here. <laughs> no, I I fucking hate puns. They don't come to me. I don't have that kind of brain. Oh, so you, like, you, that's not. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Do you hate puns? Because this was the when I told Chad what the topic was. This is this is the text conversation that. And yeah, I'm about to read it. Uh, internet, so enjoy. It's it said. <laughs> Uh, Wednesday at 2.50. Topic for Saturday is criticism. Chad, I hate it. Winky face. <laughs> and then I said, God, I love your quick wit. And then I, he said, and fart. And I said, there it goes, right out the window. And he goes, ain't I a stinker? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. I was I was <laughs> referencing Bugs Bunny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ain't yeah, I yeah. a stinker? 
But, uh, but like, like, kind of like a groucho kind of sound, like like. Well, that's what he used to say. Yeah. That's what he used to. That was how he'd like. That was like the how he'd cap off the cartoons, yeah. right? Like uh, he'd Elmer Fudd would shoot himself in the face or something. Oh yeah, he'd look at the and camera the, and yeah. look at ain't I a stinker? Yeah. And like, you, and I think sometimes he did have a carrot like that's a what cigar. I'm saying. Like, like, that's why he did like he did like in a grouchy voice like. <laughs> but yeah. yes, there was a. I, or maybe he didn't. Chad and uh, Patrick are just looking at me like <laughs> you 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 aren't misremembering the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, you seen Looney Tunes before? Do you even know what you're talking about? <laughs> okay, I've never seen the Looney Tunes. <laughs> can I go, full, full disclosure. Can we go back to the the, the review or the critic uh, who w- was critiquing a movie about the hot blondes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah. It, while you're talking, I'm going to pull it up. Because like, I'll that, eventually I'll put it in the show notes if you want to read it, people. Uh, um, I, I love reading reviews or critiques that are like that as well because it's obviously like this person has the like, point. Well, I, it's like they're they're so self-involved like either like somewhere down the line maybe like he asked a girl of prom that was this hot blonde or something and she said no and then that just stuck with him like oh, it, it just shattered is, his reality like yeah. no guy like me and I'm a guy like Jason Schwartzman so I, I couldn't get the hot blonde yeah that's what I'm saying it's like I you you read stuff like that where it's like it's like I don't believe this because my own reality the reality in which I live in my perspective my point of view does not exist in this re- like it's I love even though it's a movie, even yeah. though it's a movie, and it's, I'm I, but like because I guess it's not like a fantastical thing. It's not the Princess Bride. Uh, you have to look at it like this is what real life is. Yeah. and so this and and from my experience, from my the way I see the world, that's not the world. Yeah. Okay. This is this is uh, this is the review. Is it from like a blog or a or like a, uh, a personal website? This is this is a, this this is an Amazon review. Oh really? Okay. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, dreadful, unfunny, garbage, gross. This is for the overnight. I love how two ugly, geeky, unattractive guys both have hot, blonde, beautiful wives. It tried so hard to be edgy by showing full frontal male nudity, which I'm pretty sure was fake, and then throwing in a, <laughs> in the curveball. Which, by the way, if you've read anything about the movie, like that was the day after we premiered at Sundance. Like prosthetic penis was our headline. You know, like yes, they're fake. There are fake dicks in this movie. Um, which I probably shouldn't have given that away for you guys. It's oh like, no! Like, Spoiler: The Sixth Sense. Man, <laughs> Adam Scott and prosthetic dicks. He did that HBO show uh, that was all the people having yeah, sex. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen that show, and it wasn't until like it wasn't until we were like fitting for them that Adam was like, "Yeah, I guess this is just my thing, man." Just like yeah. wearing prosthetic dicks, but that one actually like was functioning. The one that he wore in that movie, like it. Oh, in that show, yeah. No, yeah. I know because that's the uh, like my one friend was like. Come here, check out what I'm watching. And it was like Adam Scott getting jerked off in a in a like pretty explicit HBO way. And I was like, why did you call me over here to watch this? <laughs> um, but go on, you were reading in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and so well, I'll just I'll, I'll skip to the bottom. This is what millennialists do: drink a lot, smoke tons of weed, and have gay sex with their friends. No wonder this generation is so clueless. They don't even know how to screw. Bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad film. And then I love this because my my DP sent this to me, and he he sent that review, and then this guy's only other review on Amazon. <laughs> oh, what is it is for? Is for a flashlight app for the iPhone, <laughs> which is a four star review. Excellent flashlight app. Really like it. Use it all the time. Works great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this this guy, his his passions are so 
great and grandiose that Wait. it's like it's either flashlight app or no. just one movie. That's that's yeah. the only thing, two <laughs> no, things no. in his life that he felt compelled to like. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like everything else. Like no one needs to know my opinion on this. Like <laughs> like I'm not gonna change the world by this. But then he got that flashlight app and he was like, whoa. Oh, hold I, on. I need to go tell there it on the mountain. Some, there are so <laughs> many. There are so many flashlight apps that people could be using the wrong one, yeah. and I have to save them. And then the other yeah. one was, you know. That movie that everybody's going to the theater to see. I have to stop them. They have hot blondes and gay sex. You know, I do, Patrick, I do think that maybe you could save your movie if you put one of your characters using that flashlight app in the movie. And then this guy would probably have to, he'd have to totally (laughs) retract his Amazon review. Right. <laughs> or change it be like, oh, I got to give it another star because I used my favorite flashlight <laughs> app in it. And, and, so, and then you see someone like get trying to find their seats in the theater. He goes, oh, whoa, is that flashlight 3.0? Yeah. What? I, I could tell. I could tell. The, the brightness. <laughs> the brightness. Yeah. Uh, we have fun. Do you think that because uh, – <laughs> Well, uh, it's definitely no, no, no. I'm going back to I'm going back to the topic at hand. Uh, the uh, the idea of criticism. I feel like we get really personal when we talk about all these art stuff because it's us really putting ourselves out there. Whether if it's an actor doing something or being on the stage or someone writing a book or or something like that. Do you feel that somebody who invents something and really like spends like maybe a decade on it, like and then launches it on like Kickstarter or something, sees those reviews on like Amazon and also feels the same way. I feel like there's, it, I, for some reason, I feel like it's not the same because it's not so much a personal attack. It's just, but at the same time, it's still saying your product is either. I'm talking about the bad reviews here. Yeah. Your t- your your product is not good. Like you see those people who go on Shark Tank who like have just yeah. grandiose. Well, that's even more depressing for me is the Shark Tank the Shark Tank thing. It's my favorite show. Oh, too. Well, yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's it's a it's an emotional whirlwind watching that show. You know, because you know, you know, at at the end of the day, these people put all their chips into yeah. into this one thing, and if it's this completely misguided thing that just like you know absolutely will not work, it just it makes you sad for the world because they they don't possess that self-criticism you know thing in their brain or whatever that we were talking about where it's like oh yeah this would this is not going to work this is not going to be the thing to change to make you millions and change the world yeah um and it's and then it's it's very sad in that sense i i don't know i think people engage with it differently you know i mean like you know one of the reasons why i have read all the shit that's come out about my movies is just because I am a product of my generation and yeah. I have access to all this stuff and it's all going to come at me either mm-hmm. way, you know? Millennial bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas like someone like Spike Lee's probably going to like open up the physical paper of the New York Times and say, well, what did A.O. Scott think of my movie? You and know, then, And then not really and give a shit otherwise. And then really be really pissed off about the Knicks. Well, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you do hear a lot of stories too about like famous uh, celebrities or something who got like a review and then they clip it out and put it on their wall or yeah. something that, and that's just like what they use to fuel like, like they're like, oh, I'll, you know. Well, I'll yeah, there was it. that whole Vincent Gallo and yeah. Roger Ebert thing, mm-hmm. you know, which which ended ended actually really sweetly. Like, did, did, did you know about this? I, I, I refresh my memory. Roger cause... Roger Ebert saw a cut of Vince Gallo's movie, The Brown Bunny, at Cannes and said it was the worst film that has ever screened at the Cannes Film Festival. Vincent Gallo then said that Roger Ebert, he he cursed uh, uh, Roger Ebert with cancer. And then Roger Ebert actually got cancer. No, yeah, that I know. After that. And then the the movie was recut for theatrical release. Roger Ebert saw that version of the movie and quite liked it and thought it was really well done. And then and then they became like friends after that and Did had a nice correspondence. Did you guys see Life Itself? 
because yes, I loved it. Yeah. I cried. I thought yeah. it was one of the like best because I first of all I loved Roger Ebert. Like I love watching those at the movies. Oh yeah. Um, but like that movie, uh, and for those of you who don't know what Life itself is, it's the documentary about Roger Ebert, and he was in it in his last like couple like weeks before he actually died. Um, and it just showed you like how unique of a human being he was and how just great of a human being. Like he really did. Cha- he really championed a lot of people and it shows like what the good of criticism can yeah. do. Like he like would see these small movies that really didn't have a chance. And because he had a, a booming voice uh, for like the Chicago paper and then the country, he became the, I would say he became the pop popular respected movie critic mm-hmm. he was someone that intellectuals and the mainstream like both agreed he his opinion is valid to a point there are some reviews i like i see movies of his and i'm like uh, whatever but um but that's it he's allowed to have his opinion um and then you uh get to uh, like he just changed people and he yeah. you see like that guy who he's like oh yeah marilyn monroe got this from babe ruth or something and he gave she gave it to me right. and i'm giving it to you now and it's a jigsaw puzzle he's like there's no way i can take this and he goes you're gonna take it and he like and not only through like his writings helped to save people's careers but he helped build people yeah he helped uh to give them confidence and yeah, yeah, yeah. uh that's what we need i think that's the the best part about criticism yeah yeah, I think that well, if anyone, if if you're like when you go back to constructive criticism or just criticism in general, if you're like telling somebody like, like, hey, this what you did was it it was good, but it, like it didn't really work or whatever. But then like then when they when crit, uh, critics say like, but you know like or like a, a friend or something, but you know keep doing it. Like yeah. I really like what you're doing, but like I just you know like I I think it's just not there yet or something. Like I think that's always it's important if you're I think that's important to. Uh, with criticism is to be like to say not to not to just shit all over it like yeah as an internet like you know so many people on the internet do just like this sucks this person should go die all that you know that just nonsense it's like well those people are in and this goes back to like the idea of like being someone that makes stuff yeah you know receiving this kind of uh, this kind of thing like those people are engaging with this thing at the end of the line, yeah. after all this thought has been brought into it, after every avenue, every dead end that you've had to hit, you know, you know, whatever influences have 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 you know the project has taken on on the way. That's that's when these people are engaging with it. So, it, as someone who had to deal with that, it almost doesn't matter at that yeah. point because it's like fuck. I'm actually thinking about the next thing now, you yeah. know. And now these people are are actually you know all of a sudden have this opinion about this thing that, you know. If they had that opinion, you know, in in the in the early stages of this, it might actually make a difference, mm-hmm. you know. And then for for me, I like personally, I I've become much. I feel like I I don't want to say I become less critical, but I've been I become more understanding yeah. of 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 uh, either you know movies or literature or anything like and more like. Um, I don't know. I think like uh, it's become a more multi-dimensional thing in mm-hmm. terms of me like. Like I'll go see like you know a Spike Lee movie, which like you know might have a lot, like like a movie like Bam- like Bamboozled. Did you see Bamboozled? I didn't. Okay, I saw it. But it would have been good to see Bamboozled before you saw Chirac because oh, yeah. Bamboozled is equally an all over the place movie tonally. Yeah. Uh, it is it is hitting you on the fucking nose with his opinions. It is you know kind of bombastic and controversial. 
but you know, but it's, but it's, but there's, there's good elements and there's bad elements in it. And so rather than like a movie like that being like, oh, you know, writing it off or like, oh, this doesn't work as a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it works as what it is, which is bamboozle, oh. which is this sort of like fucking, you know, just like brain dump of huh. Spike Lee at well, the time. Well, you know? And I mean, like that's all, that's a lot, but, uh, at some point I'll see the rest of Chirac. Like I just like, I was sitting in that movie theater. It was really late. And I went, I so annoyed. I just can't take it. Like I'm going to wait till it's on Netflix or something. Was that the only time you've walked out of a movie in the movie theater? I I think as a little kid, my, I went with my mom and a friend like, and and her and his mom to go see like a Mr. Bean movie. And I, don't think I understood who Mr. Bean was at the time, yeah. but I, I, just, I just didn't connect with it, and my mom didn't like it, and I just remember like looking at her, and I just was like, "Can we go?" Yeah. And I, I think I was like seven or eight, and I, I don't, I literally think that was the only other time I was at, in a movie theater, paid for the ticket, and mm. walked out. Was it because it was British? No, 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 no. Because I've seen other British stuff. I think it was. <laughs> I just didn't get the whole concept, like him and. I mean, like Rowan. I like Rowan Atkinson as, yeah. as an actor. I just well, there was something about Mr. Bean I didn't connect with, but that's yeah. not the important thing. I was seven. No, I think that's perfectly understandable. Like Mr. Bean is a weird guy. There's, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's, there's something unexplained going on there for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's all taste. Uh, yeah, for me, I, it's it's totally random. But I walked out of Big Fish with my brother. Uh-huh. We, were, we were watching that movie, and, we, and it was one of those things too, where it's just like maybe if we were in the right mood, it might have yeah. been working. But like, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of times I'll it. see movies I don't like them. I didn't like yeah. Big Fish the first time I saw yeah. it, but now I like Big Fish. Oh. Uh, maybe I should maybe I should rewatch it. Yeah, I let it I let it get to me. There's a lot of times I've definitely seen movies and. Uh, like they definitely need to sit more, and I, I really hope I do like Chirac, and yeah. maybe I'll watch Bamboozled, and maybe I'll I'll feel better about Chirac after seeing. I felt the same way about Freddy Got Fingered, actually, because that was a movie that I like. My friends like that came out when like my friends and I loved Tom Green. We loved yeah. all the videos. Talk about we critics. Loved the show. Oh God, well yeah, but that's like that movie is like that movie shouldn't have been shown to critics. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that movie isn't like it has an elephant ejaculating on Rip Torn. Like it's like. That movie is an absurdist art piece. Yeah. Like, and I, also meant for mostly for middle school boys. Yeah, but like, but oh man, rewatch that movie now, and it's just like, whoa! They they gave this dude twelve million dollars or twenty million dollars or something to yeah, make this. There was a time where that existed. <laughs> oh, glory, glory! You know, uh, it's the it's amazing. That movie's amazing. That movie's such a it 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 is it is like a Dolly painting or something. You know, it's what's funny is one of my first college classes was. Uh, it was called theater into uh, into film, and it was we mm. read plays and then watched and then talked about the differences from the movie adaptation. So we'd read uh, uh, Taming of the Shrew and then watch Ten Things I Hate About You and cool. stuff like that. Uh. Um, and the first thing that we did, he was like, "I want to talk to you guys about a movie that I think is really important to talk about, and it's uh, and see how we can get into like what the meaning is." And it was Dude Was My Car. Oh wow! And he was like, "I think Dude Was My Car is one of the most feminist movies ever made." Whoa. And he was going into like. Be, to explain, he goes, what is their biggest fear? It's a gigantic woman. Uh-huh. And it just went into all this stuff, and it was like opening my mind, and I was like, ooh, maybe Duders My Car was way deeper of a movie than I thought it was. Yeah. And, and it's not just two stoners eating chocolate pudding and saying uh, the two tat- <laughs> that tattoo scene's awesome. I love that. Scene. It is good. That is, no, that is like a who's on first. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. that, that was the, the who's on first of the year 2000. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how bad things got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have any last thoughts on criticism before we wrap this up i don't think so i think i think you know i think we covered it you can have your own opinion on it man the only movie i ever walked out on was batman and robin yeah that's (laughs) probably probably a good decision yeah 
Once Robin flew through a door and the he broke through a door and the door actually was the bat uh, the Batman symbol or whatever. Like that's that was the moment I was like, oh, I'm done. I had a fr- I had a friend <laughs> when I was little and that was his favorite movie because he had a crush on uh, Uma Thurman mm-hmm. in the movie and would always watch it. Oh man. Uh, and so I'd be like, I don't want to go over there anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So the way we end our show is we do something called a suggest this. We it's a it could be a life hack. It could be a mo- a suggest a. a piece of criticism uh so uh just an intellectual thought maybe something to take with you for the day um or a recommendation of any kind book movie something you've seen lately okay um me and chad will go first you can yeah please think of it um my thing is well we mentioned like life itself and i was actually i've been watching a lot of documentaries lately and also i uh, so first of all if you haven't seen life itself the roger ebert movie the documentary based on his book, uh, please go see it because it's very touching. But my other, it's another documentary. It's called Barista. And my buddy, I have, my buddies made it and it's got picked up by uh, Samuel Goldwyn and it just came out in limited release. It's on iTunes and it's about the uh, National Barista car- Competition. I saw the trailer for this. It looked great. Yeah, it, yeah. it is great. It's, um, the, it's it follows these four uh, baristas each compete or re- really five baristas competing for uh, in the like national competition in uh, Boston and you see like oh my god how intense it is and uh, crazy and then you really start like rooting for you, you you identify with your barista that you want to win like there was one guy I was like oh I really wanted to win and then you can see it's it becomes weird because before it you're like oh, I know nothing about this and then like when they're going you're like oh I see where that guy messed up during his uh thing and it's like what he messed up with was like how he poured the milk and Ugh. like like but like and it, it's weird because you become enthralled with it and you're sure. like you're as and that's what good movies and documentaries do and that's what this does and again i gotta give a shout out to all my friends who were part of it and made it and uh it's something it's, it's a small it was a small movie came out of kickstarter and they they did they did everything great with it and um, so I highly recommend just going on iTunes and checking it out. I'm sure it will be on Netflix soon at some point. Um, but, yeah, if you see it, watch it, and especially if you like competition documentaries. Cool. Well, I actually, before we even had this topic, I, cho- I figured out what I wanted to um, – Oh, you weren't just going to come up with that on the spot like we normally no, do? No, no, I actually <laughs> – well, because uh, the season two of Review was on um, – with Andy Daly was on Hulu – like, oh, cool. It finally got all the episodes on. Like uh, it was l- earlier this year, and I loved the first season. So I just finished watching the second season, and I just wanted. First to... season's funny. Yeah, I, the second season's really good too. Like I love that show. I love, I love Andy Daly. Oh like, yeah, that that shows like one of my. I, and if you haven't seen it, uh, it, all both seasons are on Hulu now. So go check it out. There's also, uh, I think it was based off an English version. I thought it was Australian. Yeah. Australian? Oh, I forget where it's, it's from. Yeah, yeah, it's based on another show. Which is something that I I want to check into that too. And I saw that was also on Hulu or something. So I want I just wanted to say like check that out because, I mean I love Andy Daly. Like he's one of my favorite. Uh, he was actually one of my teachers at UCB. Oh, awesome. Years ago, which is great. Oh, wow. And. Uh, I always had this joke with him whenever I see him. I'd say, like, are you still doing comedy or whatever? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm still trying to do it. And it's like, man, you should just quit. You're not funny. Just stop. And so if he hears this podcast. Uh, Your heart goes out to him? Yeah. Uh, keep trying there, Andy. You'll make it one of these days. But, yeah, go watch Review. It's amazing. Um. Okay, I have two recommendations. Is that yeah. okay? Oh, yeah, is go that, for it. Is, 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 uh, yeah. Unprecedented. You, you can give three if you Oh, if my you. God. 
You um, know what? This is the finale, season finale, shit. end of the year. Let's go out with a bang. Let's Patrick, do it. Give it to Let's us. do it. Um, my my first recommendation. So you know, on the topic of criticism, uh, you should seek out the writings of Manny Farber. Have you guys ever read Manny Farber? No, I have not. No. He's a, he's a, he died a couple years ago. He's a really amazing film critic. He wrote for like uh, the New Yorker and a few other publications. But he wrote an essay called uh, uh, White Elephant Art versus Termite Art. And it is an essay that was given to me by my professor, Tom Anderson at CalArts. And it is one of these, it's a text that you read and it basically makes it okay for you to like dumb stuff and, oh. and, and, and approach dumb stuff from an intellectual standpoint for like, you know, in, a, in a very concise, funny, idiosyncratic way. Yeah. Um, Basically, you know, he's talking about, and I think it was written in like the 70s, and you know, he's talking about art that presents itself as uh, being important as compared to art that is just simply trying to be entertaining and dumb, which uh, the importance kind of like, like the cream rises to the top with it, yeah. and, and, and it's in the context, and it's in, you know, sort of the cracks where you find the brilliance, you know? Um, and it it is and it is like it's like it's kind of a an argument against pretense as well in terms of making stuff like in terms of like this idea of oh man well, I'm gonna make something that's gonna blow your fucking mind and it's yeah. gonna melt your heart and it's you're gonna learn a lesson from it you know <laughs> and it's like that's something that I've always like um, instinctively like had issues with mm -hmm. like you know with like you know like Oscar bait you know this, that's yeah. that's the time right now these all these movies are coming out that are specifically being made. It, you know to win oscars mm -hmm. you know and uh and so I, I you know there's there's a there's a whole book of his called the collective writings of manny farber i think you can find it on amazon um but you should read that um if you what was the title of that essay again was white, white elephant art, art versus termite art yeah i want yeah. i want to read that. check that it sounds out great. it's yeah. really good yeah it's only, yeah you talk about the oscar bait like i feel like when you see movie trailers now you can be like i know what month that's coming out and oh yeah like, yeah are you I, kidding I, during uh during the krampus trailers there's this trailer for this movie called like rebirth it's, it's like the jesus rises thing uh -huh. and it like just the trailer looks so bad and i was like that's coming out in february yeah. and just big words february yeah and I was like, <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, what was your other recommendation my other recommendation is also i feel like a combination of the highbrow and the lowbrow and that is uh you should be watching this season of nathan for you if you're not oh, yeah. watching it every single person i know keeps telling me that yeah oh it is it is um, he has transcended whatever he was doing before, and it is like he's. I feel. I honestly feel like he's the heir to Andy Kaufman at this point. Like, yeah. wow, what he's doing with this show this season, especially the last episode. He, he has this. This. I mean, I'm not going to give it away, but it just like there. There are layers and layers. The last episode like wasn't even funny. Mm -hmm. It was just like you're just pure watching pure human spectacle. Yeah, you know. Um, and I just, I, I love what that guy's doing. He's, he's so. definitely one of those people, like, we live in Los Angeles, and, like, we, we'll see celebrities here and there, or whatever, and, like, mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit, whatever. But, like, I did see him at a pancake house, like, a few <laughs> months ago, like, just ran, I was there with my girlfriend. I Hopper Denny's. That was, it's, it's called Uncle Rick's, it's down in oh, okay. Manhattan Beach. But, um, I was there with my girlfriend, and he was, he obviously was there with his girlfriend or his wife or whatever, I don't really know that much about him, but, like, I had to fight to just want i wanted yeah. to go and be like hey can i just say like you're like i yeah. i was like i've never had that feeling oh dude i do that all i have that <laughs> feeling I, I never do it but i have that feeling all the time i've i have not i've not had that feeling for, like at all and then like but he's one of those people where like i actually want to be like hey can 
I think you I know people say, like, like it. People like it. I don't. Yeah. Feel, I don't. As long as you're coming at it, as long as you're not like asking for something from them emotionally from that experience, I well, think it's fun. I also feel like if people are really with like families, like they have their kids, like that's something you don't bother. But them. if you just say like, "Hey, man, big fan." Like they they'll they'll know. That's yeah. what I've done. That's what that's what I you know. Okay. I, I don't I don't well, I really should have said hi to Ryan Hansen at the counter burger then. <laughs> but I I also wanted to ask Nathan for like five thousand yeah. so dollars. Like, just because like that might have been a bit. Yeah, uh, that's why. <laughs> but he's Canadian, so yeah. you know if he, if he came off as cold, you can just like write that off as Canadian. That's true. Canadian <laughs> he also dollars, I also you know? probably meant like okay, I'm asking him for Canadian dollars, so really it's yeah. not five thousand. It's really like yeah. three thousand eight hundred. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah, your conversion rate is perfect. Right. Imagine if it was like I just I immediately that was my that was the horrible gift like I know exactly what the Canadian to uh, Mike, Mike please put in the show notes a uh, American <laughs> yes, U.S. to like Canadian dollars current like current to the date okay yeah I'll 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 go home today I'll figure out what it was I was probably <laughs> right because that's my superpower and um yeah but otherwise this is an awesome conversation yeah, yeah it was great everything came full circle I'm totally after you're being the 18th person who told me to watch Nathan for you I will finally watch. We had Franklin Leonard on the podcast, and he just raved about Hamilton, and I listened to that, and now it's the only thing I listen to. Oh, nice! It's so, great, isn't it? I'll check that out. I, God, I it's annoying. It's annoying how much I listen to it. It's it's like I want to listen to other things, but at the same time, I don't. Um, it's an, yeah, it's really good. Well, and you haven't seen the show? You no, just, you I, just been vibing. I, off drove, the I, I went up to for Thanksgiving. I went up to San Francisco, and on the drive back, I downloaded it while I was up there. And I on the drive back, it's five six hours. So I was like, well, it's like a two hour album. So I've listened to it all the way through. I mm. had to kill time. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'll be able to be in listen to it. I'm not doing anything. I'm enthralled with it. I don't have to. And you get the whole thing. It's like I've never seen Book of Mormon, but I have the the soundtrack. I know what that's about. Yeah. yeah. But those are the only two plays I've ever done that. I'm not a musical guy. I'm not a play mm. guy, but that got to me. But yeah, uh, cool guys. Uh, uh, this has already, by this time this has come out, this is already past the new year, but happy new year and happy holidays. Um, regardless, uh, hope it was great. Uh, if you want, uh, do you have anything to plug? I mean, we've talked about your movies like uh, and uh, a lot, but do you have anything else going on? Uh yeah, but it's all, yeah, it's all secret stuff. Oh, okay. But, but, yeah. So, so, yeah, watch uh, The Overnight and watch uh, Creep Please. on the internet. Oh, uh, you know what you could do is, like, uh, uh, put your name on radar, right? Like, get an email update so any of the secret stuff when it comes out, yeah. when it's finally wait, unsecreted. Wait, 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 wait. I think that isn't tw- well, Twitter. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on, go oh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, do you have a Twitter handle? I do. It's my name. <laughs> I, was to, I, was to, I was literally about to be like, uh, do you want to tell them what, the, what it is? Um, Write my name in the box. You'll find it. Uh, his name's Patrick Bryce, yes. for those of you who weren't, don't remember. Um, uh, I am always at uh, Mike. Uh, I'm Mike Solari. You can find me at Twitter at, at msolari. I am not on Instagram. Don't think about trying to get my photos. Uh <laughs> Also, go to mm. Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash this on that. I'm on Twitter, too. My name is my name, too, Chad Foglin, So, Whatever your name is, by the way, like like not your handle, but like the name that goes next to it, does that change weekly? I feel my, like... Mine changes monthly, depending on what holiday is coming up. Yes. Okay, yeah, I've noticed it because like every time... I, I, do, I never get... No, I rarely get notifications, uh, and then I'll get notifications, and I think it's somebody new, and then I realize it's you. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you hate if you hate puns, you'll love mine uh, for this month. Felice Navi Chad. <laughs> All right. Uh, have, a, have a good one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>